Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Unleash the power of mindset, cash flow, and communication as successful entrepreneurs share tips to conquer chaos, scale businesses, and engage audiences. You won't want to miss what we have to share. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth-running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining me today. If you missed my last episode and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my social media pages as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when my podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Today, I'm excited to share that Biz Help For You podcast has aired 300 episodes. And I decided months ago that when we've aired another 50 shows, that I want to look back at a few of the guests I've had and share some of the tips that can be impactful to you and the success of your business. In today's episode, I'll be highlighting insights from five experts. Tune in to hear one of the most important words to use understanding cash flow issues, how chaos is a symptom of underlying issues, and why we feel overwhelmed, and how to engage your audience. My first guest is Mike Michalowicz. You may be familiar with his books, Profit First, Clockwork, The Pumpkin Plan, Fix This Next, The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, and Get Different. But in case you don't know about him, let me give you a little bit of his bio. By his 35th birthday, Mike Michalowicz had founded and sold two multi-million dollar companies. Confident that he had the formula to success, he became a small business angel investor and proceeded to lose his entire fortune. Then he started all over again and driven to find better ways to grow healthy, strong companies. Mike has devoted his life to the research and delivery of innovative, impactful entrepreneurial strategies to you. Today, Mike leads two new multi-million dollar ventures as he tests his latest business research for his books. He's a former small business columnist for the Wall Street Journal and a business makeover specialist on MSNBC. 
Let's listen to his tip on what word you should be using when asked by someone what you do. Well, in the book that we're discussing today, shares a way to change your business efficiency by using one word. So what is that word and why is it so impactful? So if the word is shareholder, it's bizarre because people are like, well, I don't get it. So let me give some context. Most entrepreneurs, Candy, call themselves entrepreneurs. And the real simple test is when you're in an Uber ride and the driver says, oh, so what do you do? How do you respond? Many people say, I own a business or I'm an entrepreneur that does blah, blah, blah. But the right. thing is, as much as I love entrepreneurship, I mean, it's the essence of what I'm about, is the words become bastardized and equated to hustle and grind. And there's actually some very kind of popular celebrity type people. That's, it's all about the hustle. And mm -hmm. that was never, never what entrepreneurship was defined as. Entrepreneurship is someone who takes a risk to achieve a vision and organizes resources choreographs those technologies, people, all these different things to make a vision a reality. I believe the ultimate job of an entrepreneur is not to do the job, but is to be a creator of jobs. Mm -hmm. So here's the challenge I invite people to use. Next time that Uber driver turns around and they say, what do you do? Say, I'm a shareholder of a small business. And mm -hmm. the Uber driver, make sure they're holding that wheel tight because they'll be like, what the what? It won't make sense. But mm -hmm. here's what a shareholder means. A shareholder is someone who takes risk by investing in a business, either through sweat equity or cash, and gives it strategic vision to make that vision a reality. I own stock in Ford. I give it direction by doing votes for who's on the board. If they're going to build some new structures, new facilities, move a plant, the shareholders vote. So I'm an owner in the business. But I, when I get that profit check, I don't come running down to the factory and say, how do I earn this? I don't work for Ford. I've invested in it. As a small mm -hmm. business owner, we've invested in our business. Now, to be clear, it's necessary for many of us for a period of time to work in the business, but we need to be deliberately extracting ourselves from day one. And if you mm -hmm. use the word entrepreneur, which I'm, again, proud of that term, it does mean hustle and grind for most of us. And therefore, our identity stays with, I guys push myself more. If we start calling ourselves a shareholder of a small business, we start seeing ourselves as an owner and we extract ourselves from the business and do our most important job of creating jobs. So try it out. I'll tell you the first time you use it, it's going to be awkward. The hundredth time right. it'll be awkward, but somewhere around the thousandth time where I'm at, it becomes rote. And now it's my mm -hmm. identity. And I don't endeavor to work in the business. I endeavor to be the designer of the outcomes. Now, one last little caveat. My businesses now can operate themselves, but as a shareholder, I did vote myself to be a spokesperson because I love what we're doing right now. So I want right. to be in front of the camera talking about stuff like this. And I love writing books. So I'm a mm -hmm. spokesperson and I'm a writer. We have other people who also speak on the topics I write about. And we all have other writers now, other authors, a collective of them who've written books right back there. But I, you have, we have the right to reinsert ourselves in the business once the business doesn't need us. And that's the key. Up next is David Safir, who is a globally recognized expert in cash flow optimization. He advises company owners on cash flow and profit maximization strategies. David is a contributor to CFO.com and a contributing author to CFO University. He has been quoted in hundreds of news stories, spoken to audiences internationally, and appeared on dozens of podcasts and various television outlets. In our conversation, we discussed how profitable businesses can fail. In this clip, David discusses two issues that explain the difference between cash flow and profit. Why are profitable small businesses failing? 
Well, that that's a great question. And you've got a good business background. <laughs> and when we talk to accountants and to other bookkeepers, advanced bookkeepers, everybody's seen it where the owner treats the profit like a piggy bank. Mm-hmm. And let me give you a generic answer. Hidden transactions. Mm-hmm. And that's number one. Number two is timing. Can I explain what the two mean? Mm-hmm. So hidden transactions are things that don't show up on the PL but drain your bank account. If you're a manufacturer, if you purchase things for inventory, it doesn't show up as an expense. If you are a business owner and you go about out and buy a $70,000 vehicle and you keep it inside the company, it shows up as an asset, not as an expense. Mm-hmm. If you give the money to yourself, it shows up as a distribution, not as an expense. Um, when we repay loans, it goes out as capital return. When this one's a really hard one for people to understand, not as an expense. Mm-hmm. So all these hidden transactions is one. Any questions so far? <laughs> nope. Nope. Number mm-hmm. two is timing. Because when we look at both cash flow and a PL, it covers a period of time. Mm-hmm. So when my, that first client of mine handed me his PL, it was for a one-year period. Well, during that same one-year period, I didn't know what the cash flow was, and, and it's easy to measure cash flow. It's simply the amount of cash you've got at the beginning of one period and the amount you have at the end of the period. And the difference is cash flow. Mm-hmm. Whether it's up or down, it goes both ways. But you could be extremely profitable for the year, but actually lower your cash. And mm-hmm. so there is a complete disconnect. And I know one of the things you like to do is talk about compliance. Right. Unfortunately, our standard compliant reports do not educate a business owner on cash flow, there's a third report, not balance sheet, not PL, it's sort of the two put together, which is called a statement of cash flows. The problem is it's really hard to read. And mm-hmm. you I have to re-educate myself almost every time I, I read it. And so it's a bad statement. In my opinion, it confuses most business owners more than it helps. My next guest. Carrie Ann Powell's varied experience of over 20 years as a Washington, D.C. attorney, lobbyist, and fundraiser positions her as an authority on what it takes to strategically succeed while confronting difficult obstacles. She and her team advise business owners from various industries and countries on creating strategies, systems, and mindsets to thrive in business and in life. Carrie Ann is committed to spreading the gospel that running a business is vital to our economies, yet it doesn't have to feel like trying to manage a chaotic tornado. 
Let's listen in to the tips she shares. When someone thinks of starting a business, they're like, I'm going to have freedom. I'm going to be able to work with who I want. You know, I'm just going to, I don't have to work the nine to five. Right. But that's not typical. It's actually more the opposite, right. Where we work more than we ever thought we would. We dream about it at night, you know, like there's all these things that going on. So I think the first question really on everyone's mind then is how do you run a business without chaos and stress? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, as they say, the first part of addressing a problem is recognizing you have a problem. You know, mm-hmm. I have found that there is a certain ethos out there that somehow puts out there that that's what running a business is. You know, it does feel chaotic. You push through, you know, you pull your hair out. You spend every day sort of doing this thing. And that's what running a business looks like. So when you sort of are... are brought up in this, you know, business, uh, small business world that says that's what running a business looks like, you often don't realize that there are many people out there that are running their businesses quite smoothly and thriving, but you think that everyone's doing this thing that whatever it is you're doing. So I think the first thing is sort of recognize that this is not normal. Now, of course, Mm different stage of your businesses, there's going to be different things happening. We're looking at perpetual and all the time, consistent problems, yes? So there's really four that I usually seem to pop up with that are symptoms of chaos. There's sort of the cash problem, right? Cash flow is a big, look, when we're early days, yes, it's gonna be a little bit up and down, you know, one month good, one month bad, you know, there's sort of this feast or famine thing, but it is perpetual and consistent in your business. That is a huge symptom that there's chaos in your company, it's the number one reason why businesses fail. So that is one thing, but if you are ignoring it and saying, well, that's what it looks like to run a business, you have the ups and downs, yeah, there's ups and downs, but then perpetually and consistently having a cash flow problem, that is not a healthy company, that's a symptom of chaos, and we must identify what the chaos is that's underlying that and fix it, because it is the number one reason why businesses will fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the first, as an example, so the first thing one must do is first acknowledge that whatever you're calling running your business is not, it's chaos, (laughs) you know, identifying it and just recognizing it and then being able to say, okay, what is the underlying reason why this is popping up? So we talked about you know, cash flow is being an issue. If you can't scale, if you've been in business for a bit and you're not scaling, meaning your your profits, your revenues are not growing at the same rate as your expenses, right? Mm -hmm. So in the growth phase of the business, early days, your revenues are going to increase, but so are your expenses. They're going to be at the same rate. At some point, there needs to be an inflection point where your revenues begin to grow at the higher rate than your expenses. That's the scale, right? If right. you have been in business for a while, I can't tell you what and how many years that means. It's different for every person, each, each industry. However, there is a point where you should be seeing scale and the scale needs to be evident in your, in your books. If you are not scaling and you've been in business for a bit and you've gone past the growth phase, that is a symptom of serious chaos. So mm-hmm. you must address that figuring out what's the underlying chaotic reason why that's not happening. The third one that I think pops up a lot is this idea of either your team is not performing well, you don't trust your team to perform well, 
you're not building a team. You're sort of randomly putting a team in there sort of, you know, that is a huge, there's no way a business can grow if the team is not performing at its peak. And if it's nowhere, at least at some level, maybe not at peak, but definitely at some point. So if you're having a hard time with your team being able to perform above, you know, at, at, the, at the point, at the level that you want them to, that is a symptom of chaos one must address. And then the fourth would be the fourth common one that I see is where there's a business owner who is unable to walk away from the business without feeling like it's going to implode. Now, right. <laughs> it could just be a feeling, you know, you could possibly be able to walk away from the business, but if you still have a feeling that it's going to implode, then it's, it's, there's chaos there. But if, but you know, a lot of times they, they just won't walk away. They can't walk away too many hats. And I will say those four things that I just mentioned happen to be the top four reasons why businesses fail burnout, mm -hmm. team performing poorly, cash flow, and unable, inability to scale. So if those four, now there could be many other things, but those are the four big ones. So if you find one of those things is, per, is, is consistent in your business or all four of them, I'm telling you right now, there's chaos and one must pause and say, what is the underlying issue? And then be able to then identify what that is. And you might find that there could be a number of different underlying things that are causing those problems and they all might be red 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 you know right pick one start fixing it just pick mm -hmm. one and start going with it so that so you answer your question you want to first identify that there is chaos you want to admit that chaos does exist it's not okay just to sort of live in chaos that's not running a business that's just i don't know what that is and then identify what is the, what is the main symptom of chaos that's showing up in your business one of the four or maybe another and then begin to identify what you think the underlying chaotic problem is. And usually, you know, I, I we've come up with eight. There's usually eight that we've noticed. And but, you know, identifying it and then fixing it. Kathy Burns is a board certified professional organizer, image consultant, author and speaker. Her mission has been to end overwhelm, energize and transform lives by creating systems people can stick to. Kathy helps clients remove external obstacles and unnecessary baggage so that they can create a life of purpose, ease, joy, and success. As they create space in their lives for what truly matters, they gain the ability and inspiration to thrive. In this clip, she discusses how to get out of busyness and down to business. Well, and I think deep down, we all want to get rid of whatever it is that's holding us down, right? But a lot of times we're just feeling completely overwhelmed and like, oh, it's such a big challenge to handle, you know? So why do you think in the first place that we really have that overwhelm to begin with? Mm, we don't plan. Like life happens to us and we're not planning in advance how we want life to look. We're not seeing the way we want it to look. We're not setting the stage for how we want it to look. We're not planning the day before it hits us. We're not planning the week before it hits us. And then what happens is we go into reaction mode, right? We react, 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 like going to your inbox first thing in the morning. Terrible thing. So you're reacting. And then and then at the end of the day, you're like, what did I even get done? What, what mm -hmm. I, I didn't even get that. And then you're in overwhelm and then you're beating yourself up going, Oh my God, I just got totally astray. I don't even know. I didn't even touch that one project. I was supposed to be doing the deadlines tomorrow. And then you're in overwhelm. And again, you're in flight and fight because you have not planned 
how your day was going to be orchestrated. And I, I'm a big, you know, mind over matter, you know, you manifest your own destiny. And if you're, if you're not planning how that's going to look, then it just goes willy nilly and you go into overwhelm. Hmm. Well, I agree with the inbox as well, too. I think a lot of times people think, well, I'll just go in there really quickly and figure out what I need to handle. And then it's a couple hours later and you've been in there all day, right? Where I do the same thing. I don't look at it usually for at least a couple of hours. Today, it actually was almost noon before I got in because I had some very important things I had to do in the morning. And I wanted to be able to focus on them and not have all of these distractions. So I agree too, like, let's do the important things first thing where we're fresh and we can really focus and then worry about the inbox later, right? But I think a lot of times people feel, but if I don't look at it first thing in the morning, I'm going to have like 150 in there, right? Before I even open it up after a few hours, right? So I think a lot of times too, we feel like we're just checking things off the list, right? Instead of actually accomplishing things. So, and I know you say also like getting out of busyness so you can get down to business. So can you explain that to the listener to help them get more organized and efficient in their work? Yeah. So busyness are the easy things. They're the mind distraction things. Business. And and sadly, what we do as entrepreneurs and business owners is 80% of our time is stuck in busyness. And the other 20% that is the moving the needle forward thing. That's where you're going to get the increased income and the increased bottom line. But all the busy tasks and busy tasks can completely take you over. I mean, I am a professional squirrel chaser. I will chase squirrels all over. I have a little bit of ADD. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what busy is, right? It's just mm-hmm. like jump from branch to branch to branch of little bitsy things, because we figure if we can knock off the little bitsy things that we're going to make progress, but we don't realize at the end of the day or the end of the week, we haven't touched that big iceberg that we really, you know, the big 80, you know, the big project that will really push us over the edge to where we want to go. So mm-hmm. busyness are the small little things. And the way to handle busyness, the busy tasks is to chunk them all together in one time slot. And say, hey, I'm mm-hmm. going to work on all this little minutiae stuff and knock it out of the way. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's definitely how to handle the busy, the busy stuff and what I consider busyness. You know, Mark Twain said it well, if you have to eat a frog, eat it first thing in the morning. And just mm-hmm. like that, I'm not going into the inbox. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I'm going to knock off the things that are important to me right now. Then I'll jump into my inbox. David D. Dorier is a dynamic professional speaker trainer, and coach with over 25 years of experience in the fields of training and development, leadership, and communication. With a passion for helping individuals and organizations achieve their full potential, David brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to his presentations. He's known for his ability to simplify complex concepts and deliver actionable insights that empower individuals to take their communication skills to the next level. Let's listen in to his tips to create engagement with your audience. I think too, nowadays, it just seems like the attention span for someone is even less than it used to be because people are so used to like quick little things on their phones. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. how do you even incorporate being able to teach someone and taking into consideration this theory when there's probably a lot going on in their brain even to be able Mm -hmm. to like bring in what you're teaching? A great question. 
Now, if the adult learning theory is being utilized properly, then because you're creating that engagement with your audience, that engagement is helping to lessen those distractions and it's helping to keep those adult learners focused. Mm-hmm. So th- there are eight principles and in you mentioned earlier some what can i help to offer the the audience one thing is you get in touch with me i'll send you a free copy of the eight principles of engagement or the adult learning theory however it's it's all about engaging the the your audience right from the very beginning mm-hmm. the the adult learner has to understand the with them what's in it for me if they don't understand the value of this training, the value of this presentation, the value of the meeting, the value of this mentorship, whatever it happens to be, then that that audience member is going to tune out if they don't see the value. So it mm-hmm. starts from the very first words that come out of that facilitator's mouth to autom- to immediately grab that audience's attention and to show the audience that today we're going to learn three things. Well, maybe even before that, I would say, you know, what if I was able to show you three ways that you can capture your audience's attention and keep your audience's attention all the way to the very end of your presentation? Would that be of interest to you? People raising (laughs) their hands, yes. What if I was able to show you that these three things that I'm going to help you with today, you can immediately apply once you leave here. Would that be of interest to you? Yes. Well, great. These are the three things we're going to look at. So immediately getting their buy-in and so they understand the with them, that's in the beginning. And then there's ways to maintain it throughout the presentation. I hope you enjoyed hearing these clips from some of my last 50 episodes. If you missed the full episodes, be sure to listen in to hear all the sage advice they have to offer. Links to each episode are included in the show notes. Thank you listeners for tuning in today. I hope you found this topic interesting and enjoyed the informative discussion. Would you please share my show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform? I'd really appreciate your support. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to my guest at any of the links that they shared, or you could send me a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join me for my next interview. And remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. This episode is sponsored by Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services. If you are overwhelmed trying to handle the financial aspects of your business, ABMP is here to help. Contact us today to discuss your needs at 310-534-5577 or contact at abandp.com. My team and I are eager to assist you. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.